You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Turn to the person next to you. I want you to look them in the eyes and say to them, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. I want you just to consider for one minute and embrace this truth that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us that you made in God's likeness and in His image. Turn to the person on the other side, look them in the eyes and say to them, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Tell them again, say you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. God is the one who has given life to everything. But the book of Job teaches us that the Holy Spirit made us. And his breath is the thing that gave us life. Genesis teaches us that God breathed his very life into man. Think about that for one second. That's the most important thing about you. We are here celebrating all different cultures, acknowledging all cultures. But that which God values most about you is beyond human comprehension, is not what you can see with your eyes. Because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. You were never designed to be a sinner. You were never designed to be a sinner. You were designed to be clothed with the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Turn to the person next to you, say you're very unique. But the most important thing about you, in your heart, you are made to be like God. Amen. The Spirit of God has made you. That means you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Acts 17 verse 26 says, And he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, that he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being." The person next to you might be from another culture, different culture, but the Bible teaches us that from one blood, God has made all the nations, determined who you will be, where you would stay, because God is in control of your life. He says God has done it this way, so that men would seek him and look for him, because in him we live and move and have our being. Turn to the person next to you say, we are made from one blood. Do you believe with all your heart that God holds your life in his hands? That means he has decided who you're going to be. He knew your name when you were still in your mother's womb. But that's not the most important thing about you. Because God is spirit. When we worship God, we worship God in spirit and in truth. The truth is when 
Jesus returns, he's not going to look and see who are the pastors worshiping him. He's not going to see who is African, who is European, who is Italian, who is Greek, who is Nigerian, who is Tswana. He's not going to look for that. He's not even coming to see who is the ushers, who is the deacons or the hostesses or the ministries of helps. The Bible says when he comes back, he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And if it's not spirit, it's not truth, then it's nothing. So it's not about how cultures worship. Methods will change. But are you worshiping him in spirit and in truth? Can you see the need to be born again? You need to be born again. I mean, born of God, born of the Spirit, so that you can worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Jesus came to his own. They rejected him. It teaches us you should never be surprised when people reject you. But now he says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe, who were born, not of blood. Turn to the person next to you and say, your blood birth is not the most important. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is the most important thing. Are you born of God? Because when you are born of God, I mean when you are born again, you are born of the love of God. That love for God so loved the world that he gave. What makes Christianity different, we're born of love. When you are born of love, your nature will change. Turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. Your culture tells us where you are coming from. But when you are born again, when you are connected to Jesus, it tells us where you are going. The life that we live here as, as a Tswana or a Zulu or whatever culture you are, is important how you live here, but more important, are you ready for the life hereafter? For that, you have to be connected to Jesus. You must be born again must be born of love. The first work of the Holy Spirit was to regenerate your spirit, making you one with God. That's why the Bible says we should have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, it's easy to love. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I love you. When you are born again, it means God has equipped you. You are fully equipped. You are loaded to do what you have to do. If this congregation are the only people that are born of God, born with love, and we go out with this love into the world, we can change this world. The problem is, as Christians, oftentimes we want to fight fire with fire. Cannot fight fire with fire. Amen? There's a constant battle. That's why you must be born again. When you are born again, you are born of love. 
A matter of fact, the book of Romans 5 teaches us that God has poured out His love in our hearts. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say you have God's love on the inside of you. Why is this important? Because it's this love of Jesus that reconciles us with God. The most important ministry that you have here on planet Earth when you are born again, born of love, is the ministry of reconciliation. Ministry of reconciliation. Jesus came. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us so that we can be reconciled back with God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It means from the beginning, God had planned glory for you to be clothed with his presence, to be aware of his presence. Sin separated us from God. But through Jesus Christ, we are reconciled back to God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. When you are one spirit with God, you have his ability, you have his nature on the inside. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope for this nation. Because there are born again Christians in this nation. Amen? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18. I'm so blessed by this day. Amen. All the colors. Now I understand the term rainbow nation. Amen. We've got all the colors of the rainbow here. Amen. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18. Let me read from verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Colossians 1 verse 20 also teaches us that Jesus reconciled us to God. But more important, he says, I've given you the ministry of reconciliation, a word of reconciliation. The spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying, the spirit of the Antichrist wants to bring division. But the spirit of Christ wants to bring unity. We can unite because we are united in Christ. Amen? Amen. We are united in Christ. He has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have the ministry of reconciliation. A matter of fact, family, let me tell you something. The living church where you find yourself in, where Jesus Christ is the head, it's the responsibility of the fivefold ministry to equip you for the work of the ministry is what the Bible teaches us. Ephesians 4 verse 11, he says, He gave some to be apostles and prophets, pastors, teachers. He says, He gave some, not everybody, some, so that we can equip the body of Christ for the work of the ministry, so that you would go out and preach the message of reconciliation. 
He says, but what happens is in the body of Christ, they're being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Every person comes with his own teaching. No, we cannot worship together. These people must be there. These people must be there. It's nonsense. The Bible says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. It says, we are here to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Turn to the person next to you and say, your ministry is to reconcile people to Christ. When we do that, there's something beautiful that will happen. Every member will find its rightful place. And when every member finds its rightful place, the body will start to edify itself in love. How many pastors do you think have ever seen that in their entire lives? Where every member finds their rightful place and the body builds itself up. It's the way that God designed it. Everything, everybody needs each other. Look at my body. My thumb needs my hand. My hand needs my arm. My arm needs my elbow. My elbow needs this part, needs my shoulder to function. Turn to the person next to you say, we are one another's strength. It's time for the body of Christ to be mature. It's time for us to be Christians. It's time for us to be born again. It's time for us to act love that has been poured out in our hearts, not just to talk, but to let this be the hands of Jesus to show love. You know when I think I don't need you is when I'm offended with you. When I'm offended with you and I have a grudge in my heart towards you, I think I don't need you. But when I love you, I realize that I need you. The biggest mistakes that we make in the body of Christ, somebody offends you, they do something that disappoints you, and you reject them. You push them aside, especially South Africans, whether you are whatever culture and color. We like to cut people out of our lives. Give you one opportunity and I'll cut you. But what you don't realize, everybody's got strengths and everybody's got weaknesses. I have weaknesses. I become a good husband when my strengths are more than my weaknesses. But I still have weaknesses. Sometimes you reject somebody based on one weakness but that person has got 10 strengths. What happens now? When you reject them based on the one weakness, you're also rejecting all those strengths. And many of you have rejected people and cut people out of your life. And two years later, you think, oh, if I could have just called this person, he would have solved this problem for me in 10 minutes. But now you rejected him because of one weakness, but with that you rejected all his strengths. Family, this kind of loving the world that what we are talking about, that the Bible says that we should do, you can only do with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit has been poured out in our hearts. That's why God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. It's impossible to love all people without the help of the Holy Spirit. This is why you must be born again. Amen?
turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. When we say walk in love, we are just simply saying let your everyday conduct be that of love. When you look at the world through the eyes of Jesus, I mean the eyes of love, your behavior will change. When you look at somebody and you realize that they are made in the image and the likeness of God, you'll know whatever you do to an individual, you're doing that to Jesus. Now your behavior will change. The way that you look at people will change. And you'll know that we need each other. Do you have to forgive some people that have wronged you? Some people that have disappointed you? Family, listen to me. The Bible says offense comes to everybody. Turn to the person next to you and say, when last were you offended? If they say never, you can know that they're lying. Amen. The Bible teaches us that offense comes to everybody. Offense comes to everybody. Sometimes you're not even doing anything. You've just created an expectation in your heart for somebody to love you and to be kind towards you. And now they do something different or they don't greet you and you're upset. The most important thing is that you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit because we cannot fight fire with fire. Where there's hatred, love is the antidote. Where there's self-pity, hope is the antidote. Where there's arrogance and pride, humility is the antidote. Where there's evil deeds, good deeds is the antidote. Where there's greed, self-control is the antidote. We have to move in the opposite spirit. You can do what Jesus did because his nature and ability is on the inside of you. Do you believe that? Turn to the person next to you and say, you have Jesus' ability on the inside of you. The heart is the life of man. But love is the life of the heart. When your heart is full of love, your life will be much better. Because you'll be helping people. When your heart is full of love, you are more like Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is actually love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. In that love, we have self-control. We have kindness. We have gentleness. We have long-suffering. Jesus, when he called Peter to be the rock, he didn't ask him, where did you study? Although it's good to study, amen? Don't just go listen to anybody. Make sure they know what they're talking about. Amen. Let me see your hand. Otherwise, people will just tell you anything. It's good to study. But Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? The requirement to look after God's sheep, his lamb, his little ones, was do you love me? Why? Because when you have a love relationship with Jesus, it will overflow to people. When you love people, you'll know how to look after them, care for them. The good Samaritan was led by love, who is Jesus himself. That you don't need seven steps to do this or eight steps to do that. But love will be the thing that is leading you and guiding you. Put your hand on your heart and pray right now. Say, precious Father, fill my heart 
with your love until it overflows to others. Family, why is this important? Here's different cultures sitting here. But the adhesive, the mortar, the glue that keeps them together is the love of God in between them. Then if Ntati Mufakeng has got a sharp edge on his shoulder, but the love of God is there, he's not going to hurt Mama Tamana because the love of God is between them. When she sees that, she can pray for him, and the love of God will also make him aware and say, you still have to work on this. This edge is a little bit sharp, the way that you are talking to people or working to people. Amen? I'm just using that as an example. But then the love of God in between us becomes the mortar. But when you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you don't have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, then it's very difficult. Can you see how much you need God to live this successful life? Family, listen to me. Jesus' kind of love has never broken a home. Jesus' kind of love has never hurt anybody. Jesus' kind of love has never killed anybody. Jesus' kind of love is life in abundance, superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. It's the love that compels us to help people, to be one with the difference. It's easy to criticize, but you don't improve a situation by criticizing it. You improve a situation by showing a more excellent way. That's why we need the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Put your hand on your heart again and say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and enter my soul. Fill my heart with your love until it overflows to others. When you are love-minded, you are broad-minded. Because a love-minded person is broad-minded because he is looking out to see where there is needs that he can meet. But when it's just about yourself, the love will not compel you to look out for others. Love is an amazing thing. Love brings protection in your life. David said in Psalm 91, because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. Some of you need deliverance. Just fall in love with Jesus again. Amen? Once you are connected with him, you'll see things will change in your life. Love is the fruit of the recreated spirit. Listen what the Passion Translation says in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Amen? I want to close with 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek or Tswana or Zulu or Zambian or Nigerian or Italian or German, whether slaves or free whether you own your own business or you don't have a business, whether you're employed or unemployed, 
whether you know what you're going to do or you don't know what you're going to do with your life. He's including everybody. And have all been made to drink into one spirit, for in fact the body is, is not one member, but many. Family, if you are born again from Scripture, I've shown you that we were made from one blood. That's where you come from. But now God has baptized us into one spirit. If we've been baptized into one spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. It says one spirit. Not many spirits, one spirit, the Holy Spirit, that allows the fruit of the Holy Spirit to be of one mind, of one heart, of one spirit. At the Tower of Babel, when they were in unity, they were given different languages. But at the day of Pentecost, when Jesus said, wait and you'll receive power, they were baptized in one spirit, started speaking in one language in the spirit. That's the strength. That's when we acknowledge all cultures, but we celebrate a Christ culture. A Christ culture is loving God, loving people. Christ culture is the most important thing. I don't have to know where you're from, but if I'm talking to you or dealing with you, if I'm going to help you to love God more and people more, that's the most important thing. Then I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. Then it's the love of God that compels me. That's what the Bible says. The love of God controls us because we've surrendered our hearts to the love of God. He has conquered our hearts. When you are born again, it means you have given Jesus Christ the rightful place in your heart. Amen? Can you imagine? Nobody is perfect. But the Bible says love has been perfected on the inside of us through Jesus Christ. That's why we have to allow God to lead us and to guide us. I love all the different cultures and the colors and some of the customs I love. Love to embrace it even more. When you allow people from a different culture to give their opinion, it broadens your horizon and when you see how somebody views something. But the most important is always to get God's opinion about a situation. That we don't change the gospel to suit us but we allow the gospel to change us. Amen? So the gospel is always above our own culture. Turn to the person next to you and say, celebrate a Christ culture. So I don't know what that is. It's very easy. Love God and love people. Amen? Let's embrace a Christ culture today. We acknowledge all cultures, but let's embrace a Christ culture. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love you, brother, or I love you, sister. <laughs> Holy Spirit, fill me with your love until it overflows to others. The thing that the enemy wants to do is he wants you to doubt your sonship. wants you to doubt your ability to be like Jesus. Every time you do something wrong, he wants to bring condemnation into your heart. But God is greater than any of those things. His love has been poured out in our hearts. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.